we rock in with almost a crocodile, inflatable crocodile under our arm, and and we just and and they're like, who are these jokers? But actually, they quite like the fact that it's we're not corporate. So if I was, if anyone is starting up a business, just be yourself because. There are so many suits and so many pointy shoes and so much of that tie stuff going on that if you um, just be yourself and you will stand out that way. Mm. Um, I'm not saying don't wear a suit because... Uh, there are people here wearing suits. No, I know, but <laughs> just, just chill out Brilliant. and be Anyone yourself. Anyone wearing pointy shoes, just throw them off the balcony. <laughs> just be yourself because that's that's why we've got to where we've got to and that's that's why they still will respond to us pers- you know, on email and they will ignore our sales guy for six months who will be on trying to get them all the time and then we drop them a mail and they respond straight away because they, they like the... The chat, we just have a, we chat to them as if we're talking to a mate in the pub because at the end of the day, they're just humans. You're listening to series two of the official podcast for the Festival of Enterprise with me, your host, Alex Chisnell. Join thousands of other established entrepreneurs and business people for free at Olympia in London from April the 28th to 29th, 2020. Just go to festivalofenterprise.co.uk to get your free ticket. The Festival of Enterprise is the event for any small and medium business looking to grow faster. This event will reward you for taking a day or two from working in your business to working on your business. We'll provide you with access to the most useful, tested methods of developing your businesses. We help you sustain, grow, scale and thrive faster and for longer than where you stand today. And for exhibitors and sponsors, we provide direct access to the UK businesses and individuals that are the most primed for growth. Festival of Enterprise is the home for entrepreneurs. Get your free ticket to this April's Festival of Enterprise at Olympia in London by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk. Welcome to episode eight from the Festival of Enterprise official podcast with me, Alex Chisnell. Joining me this week is Jim Cregan, founder of Jimmy's Iced Coffee. Find out why looking at a builder's backside was the catalyst that led to Jimmy's version of iced coffee, now stocked in pretty much every UK supermarket. Hear about the crazy things that Jim gets up to to spread the word about his drinks and orchestrating what's known as a massive activation at a mainline railway station. Find out how he felt about stepping away from the role of MD and handing it over to someone who hadn't seen his company grow. Jimmy launched the business with his sister Susie back in 2011, coming up to a decade in the industry. You can ask Jimmy your questions live at this year's Festival of Enterprise in London at Olympia on April the 28th, 29th. Grab your free ticket by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk. The whole dairy-free thing has been amazing, and that's been something that's stuck, and it's much more of a... um it's something that's definitely sticking around, yeah. and we've mm. obviously responded with the oat milk, which is cool. Yeah, and we're refining the flavour again because it's it's still not perfect, but it's nearly there, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, you got to just just see how it's feeling externally before you start making new products to adapt to what's going on in the outside world. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll switch back to Susan there. And, and talking about evolution of the product again, how close to the original recipe is our friend here and our friend over there, for example? Or how, how much has that changed over the last um, seven, eight, nine years? It, the, the base of the taste is um, pretty much exactly the same. Uh, the only thing that we've taken out of it that we put in it in the beginning, and it wasn't through our choice, we were just led by a laboratory specialist, uh, a food tasting specialist when we first came up with the recipe, um, is a, a thickener called carrageenan. Um, so when we first produced the product, it had carrageenan in it, which meant that it was more when you poured it. It's a derivative it, of red seaweed, in case you didn't know. When Yuck. you poured it, it was like a galug, galug, galug. And then, um, I, I don't know, when, when we sort of, we've been going about a year and we were like, we just don't like this thickness. Can we, can we not have it in it? And the lab lady said, yeah, no problem. And it's, you know, it'll be a bit cheaper. Well, great, take it out. And she took it out and it was lovely. It was just, it, it went from that sort of thick uh, milkshake. Gloop is too strong a word, but it had that, 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 heavy texture um, and it stripped it right out and it then became a refreshing like um, did you like that? That'll sound good on there. <laughs> That'll sound um, really good. <laughs> uh, and so we took that out. So other no, than the texture it, it tastes pretty much the same although I don't drink it because I don't like milk. So <laughs> well, I did try it the other day well and it was the skinny was good. Yeah, it was good. Well we need to make a black one. I can't believe you just got the coffee. product development question you don't even drink it. Uh uh. I like beer. This is nice. <laughs> She's drinking Mark's eight beer. Eight Arch, anyone? <laughs> from Big the up Urban to Steve Garden. from Eight Arch as well. He's a hero. Uh, so last time you had a product innovation would have been this fine fellow. Yes. Yeah, yeah the dairy-free. The dairy oat. Free. Yeah. How long ago? Um, uh, two years, two years ago. ago. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a keeper. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. If she goes, I go. <laughs> and live. Liv, Liv looks after us all. <laughs> Which leads me nicely into the next question, talking about innovation. Oh, can we do a drum roll? Crocodile piss. Crocodile Sorry, no, it's not crocodile piss at all. I have to work with sorry, this. Sorry, this is on the podcast. I'm really <laughs> How sorry. How many of those has he had before he, he came in here? Like, it's because he's on lime and lemon soda. That's why. I need exactly. one of those. Yeah, so talk to us about innovation. Talk to us about new product and what led you into the thinking about what you might be revealing. Um, so... Oh, can so, I say I? This was my idea. All right, go on then. Can, can I? Can I say what it is in? You can say whatever you oh, like. Okay, right. This so is going out. I um, about five years ago, I just got really fed up with the carton, and I think as a woman, you're a bit more intuitive than guys. Sorry, but I think you just you <coughs> you, you and, and I was like the carton is um, becoming old school. It's it, there's too many milk connotations with it, and um, when we first went into the carton, it was very unique. Um, vessel um but very quickly um lots of other crappy milk drinks went into it so it became a really naff vessel and all of a sudden we're in that vessel parked next to these guys chocolate milk and you know just don't name any names because i know you're about to, to go down I that know, road i'm not going to nearly came out um and uh, and i just thought no and I just, um, having lived in the Middle East for 18 years, a can is lovely and cold in your hand and it's fully recyclable and it's just win. So we started on a, a can mission five years ago, or I did, because it was just um, you, me and four of us. But it took ages because there isn't actually a dairy can filler in the UK. So we had to go over to um, 
to Europe to go and try and find one. And most of them in Europe are signed up with Starbucks. And we're like, no, we're not talking to you because we've signed up with Starbucks or Emmy, this other Swiss uh, iced coffee brand. So um, it, it took a long time to knock the doors down, but we finally, finally got there. And um, we have, what can I say? Look at stuff. Look at stuff. Can I say? Can I say what it is? Yay. <laughs> so, um, and also, um, flat white became a, is, or has become a, a word that um, we'd go to Costa and sit there and listen to all these people ordering a flat white, a flat white or a latte, or, you know, but it, but it was flat white, flat white. So we did a bit of extensive research, which was about that. And, um, Can you guess what it is yet? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and people are all also asking for it stronger. So uh, we, li we work right behind McDonald's, unfortunately. And Jim would you? put... Jim would pull into the drive-thru, grab a single shot of espresso, take... And a double a cheesy. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have a swig of a original, pour the <clears throat> espresso shot in, shake it up, and that would be his drink. So it was like, well, you're doing it. So clearly people would like, you know, uh, would like it stronger. People, one person. That'll do. Let's make it stronger for everyone. Um, so we did, and um, we produced um, an extra shot, flat white. Uh, it, it landed in the country two weeks ago, and it's just come out of quarantine. We've all been Woo. drinking it, even me, um, and so and we've not died. So it's out of quarantine now, and you've all got a chance to try one as our first audience. Here it is, tonight. drum roll, Yay. rock and roll. I want to describe it. So we've got do not, black do and not shake it. gold. Do it's not caramelly. shake it. You can shake it. Just like bath. a little like sloshy um, shake. Just not, give it not a one of these like maracas. And this will be found in all retailers when? Are we looking at stuff again? <laughs> well, the good news is, is that um, we've had this on the radar for a while, um, but the supermarkets are very like, well, when you've got it, show it to me. Um, and we have just pitched it to Tesco. And we've just pitched it to BP and they have got very excited about it. And BP could potentially be listing it in August into about 500 sites. 300. Oh, they don't have 500. <laughs> just, <laughs> That's all of those. just made up five, yeah. 300. Um, so, yeah, so we're really excited about it. And you guys are the first, apart from us in the office, to, um, to get it down you, but not literally. Get it in. Oh, God, we had another accident. Thank, thank you very much. Um, and is this a, a start of uh, phased products or is this like a one-off? Can I do this yes, one? Okay, so we've got... Um, there's three three parts of this very small story. When we first launched, I wanted to do something about giving back, but Sue's just said, we're not making any money yet, so how can we give someone something if we don't have any money? We started making money, and now we actually are able to give back. And there's a thing that we want to do is basically just help the planet and as young people. That's our, that's our core thing. Um, so by helping the planet, we want to get out of single-use plastic. So as you can see, we have our carton. This is, this is cardboard. On the inside is foil, and then on the top is a plastic cap. It's quite hard to recycle. I mean, you can recycle it, but it is quite hard. We've developed the cap so that it initially was made from fossil fuels, but now is actually derived from sugarcane, but it's still a single-use plastic cap. And we want to get rid of that completely. So hopefully, fingers crossed, by April next year, all of these four products are going to be in a new thing. We're not going to tell you what it is because it's still um, very, very secretive, yeah. but it's really, really exciting. Um, so that's the next thing that we want to get into. And um, it's, it feels like when we first launched into that first carton, it was like a, an old-school milk box, and I just loved it for the aesthetic. 
this was great when it first launched, but it's as Sue said, we've been caught up by lots of other brands in this in this thing, and it's just time to to move forward with it. Nice. And um, the shape of this new thing that we've got is so ridiculously exciting that um, when it gets in our hands, I'm going to be running around like a lunatic, like I used to do, just selling it into as many hardcore places as possible. Could you be on a billboard Shops. in a pair of pants again, possibly? Potentially. <laughs> Photoshop's worked really well. <laughs> it has. I need four billboards otherwise. <laughs> okay, so potentially phased. And, and from ideation to... I need one in my hands. We, we all need them in our hands to, uh, to yeah, show, don't we, mine? really? Yeah, where's ours? Come on. Damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how long from ideation to this being in your hands two weeks ago then? This is five years in the making. This is genuinely five yeah. years in the making. Yeah. Because we had, when the, the lovely B word got Sexy introduced, um, our FD was like, oh, well, we can't produce in Europe because we don't know what the uh, exchange rate's going to be. And Jim and I would sit at the table and go, blah, 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 blah. Just can we make it? Can we make it? Can we make it? And he'd be like, no. And then the B word just hung around like a bad farty smell. And we just said, we're making it. So we just did. And, um, but, you know, that, did, that wasn't long ago, was it? It was a couple of months. And, it, and here it is. So... Yeah. And that's all thanks to Luke, our ops guy. He's been so magic on getting it all sorted. In fact, it's it's been a massive effort from all of the team. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the team, I'd like to thank you all for bringing it to the table. Does, does anyone not like it? Please put your hand up so we can throw you over the railing. <laughs> and it's a long way down. <laughs> Liv, don't put your hand up. Don't put your hand up. Is it, any any like, general feedback? Is it strong? Is it too weak? Is it too thick? Is it all right? Great, you guys are really responsive. This is amazing. <laughs> nice and cold. That's handy. Yeah. Yeah, in the tin. Not too sweet. There's the, there's the perception of when you put it in your hand, you already know it's going to be cold. Whereas the carton isn't actually like yeah, freezing cold. True. And this is like, yeah. yes. Like an ice cold can of beer. You're like, holy sh, this is going to be amazing. There we go. Awesome. It is a good-looking can, oh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's cool. Aesthetically pleasing on the eye. Awesome. Uh, oh, actually, we're not allowed to post. Meet a hello, Stephanie. Too late. Blanket social media lockdown. Oh, oh new website. New website tomorrow morning. That's Friday See, morning. See, this goes on, and I don't know anything about it. Could of Ryan England, I believe. Is that right? I thought I was a new airline. <laughs> Ryan England <laughs> Airlines. <addicted> to holidays. <laughs> okay, right, more, more serious. Now, what, what's next? So when you're pitching said new product to retailer, yeah. who goes out and does that? Jim and I used to do it all the time, um, and I think they really liked uh, to see the two of us. We would turn up to Tesco's uh, head Absolutely. office, which is the most god-lovely, lovely place on the planet. <laughs> Uh, and I would be wearing a sarong tied around my neck and a pair of jeans and a pair of flip-flops and um, because that's kind of what we do. Uh, and that was dressing up. And then they'd um, ask us to leave. And then we, would, we walked <laughs> in and it was like some awful scene out of Dragon's Den where there's just an array of pointy shoes and smart suits. So and you're talking like, about Tesco? I'm talking about the people in Tesco. Oh my God! Can we? Um... No, no, the people pitching to Tesco. We are doing post editing so, on this. Me and Mark have got really good editor, haven't we? 
James, this is a point where you need to edit the podcast. Listen, talking about when you go to the reception area, everyone's there with their little box of treats that they're all trying to pitch into Tesco. So they're all really smartly dressed. We rock in with almost a crocodile, inflatable crocodile under our arm. And and we just, and, and they're like, who are these jokers? But actually they quite like the fact that it's we're not corporate. So if I was, if anyone is starting up a business, just be yourself because there are so many suits and so many pointy shoes and so much of that tie stuff going on that if you um, just be yourself and you will stand out that way. Mm. Um, I'm not saying don't wear a suit because uh, there are people here wearing suits. No, I know. But <laughs> just, just chill out Brilliant. and be anyone yourself. wearing pointy shoes just throw them off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> just be yourself because that's that's why we've got to where we've got to and that's that's why they still will respond to us pers- you know on email and they will ignore our sales guy for six months who will be on trying to get them all the time and then we drop them a mail and they respond straight away because they they like the the chat we just have a we chat to them as if we we're talking to a mate in the pub because at the end of the day they're just humans um and i think they spend so much of their day oh kind regards boring Boring. Don't be boring. Be Stand different. Out. Stand uh, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but now you do have to have people who go in, like, so Rick, our MD, and Graham, uh, and another guy called Rob, they, they will split the work now going and speaking to a retailer. So they were up at uh, BP today, Tesco yesterday. And they, you have to provide some kind of facts. Um, I mean, people tell me, Jim, you need to be talking waterfall charts. Ready for this one? Basket penetration. <laughs> I'm like I'm not I'm not penetrating anyone's basket. Okay, this is this this is not my style. So get someone else to do that because that's way better. Just yeah. What do you think of this? It's really nice. So yeah, but you do need you do need the backup of like you know a bit of data and a bit of this that and the other, which is not us. But um, we we managed to get there in the beginning, and now more intelligent people do that. You're saying I'm not intelligent. I mean that is literally one of the questions. I get asked all the time is how somebody can approach a retailer and I, I usually tell them your story that, you know, get out from behind your laptop and just yeah. rock up with yeah. your bloody product at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. Yeah, people like, yeah, I've done some mentoring and stuff for food and drink startups and you you call them up and you're like, how are you getting on? Like, oh, the, re- the buyer hasn't replied to my email. Yeah. You know, like, you think a buyer's going to read an email, you, you idiot. You need to like go and rent a billboard outside Sainsbury's of a picture of you just going, dude, I know who you are. Pick up your phone. Um, just, just so they go, oh, look, they've tried a little bit harder than just sending a basic email. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving from new products to new markets, countries, I'm thinking. Yep. So did you or did you not launch in, was it Dubai or Middle East in general? In the last year or so? Yeah, so Dubai's been the last couple of years. Um, and we've now branched out in a little bit more into the Middle East. So we were in Bahrain a, a couple of months ago. And that's now working. So we're, we're going to be listed in there. Nice. Uh, Q8 is doing a little bit of stuff too. So Dubai's really cool because we both grew up there. And it's nice to go back there because you can have a bit of a holiday too. Um, <laughs> we've, um, it's interesting. when you The whole international game, we wanted to take off like quite quickly. But it's taken forever to do so. I think because we've got a small team... You need to be working on what you can do in the UK first because it's right on your doorstep. There's no point in going, trying to go somewhere else. Um, so we've got a little bit in Sweden. We've got a little bit in Ireland. Um, we're actively recruiting for an international um, salesperson to run all of our international stuff because it's interesting our sales in summer go up, apart from June because the weather's been terrible. Um, and then winter, it drops off again. And you want international to, to basically allow you that curve just to keep going and going and going. Um, with... What was I just about to say about this international thing? Um, 
Oh yeah, when we're trying to find, it's really quite complicated doing international because you don't know whether you just pick up the phone and ring a supermarket buyer in some country, or you work with a distribution company. And if you work with a distribution company, do you have to pay for the marketing, or do they pay for the marketing, or do you split it down the middle and then end up splitting hairs and saying I paid for this and I pay for this? And we had out of the blue a company in Cyprus rang us the other day, a distribution company, and they said, "Can we buy a few pallets off you? We want to put it into these supermarkets." We said, "Yeah, that's fine." The next thing we know is they've they've asked for some brand guidelines and they've made they've gone off off their own back they've made giant ones of these put them in the supermarket they've in, they've employed people to start sampling the product they put stickers all over the supermarket and we're like this is the kind of distribution partner that we need and yeah. we've never seen that before so it's really refreshing when you do find the right person to help you that it does go well and and I think Graham was just saying it's just it just keeps on building and building and building and you need to have that out there you can't just re rely on the product just to sit on the shelf because it's just not going to sell you need all of that extra stuff to go with it and it's nice to work with someone doing that and the airlines as well oh yeah and we just got on to BA and uh, Thomas Cook which is really cool although Thomas Cook is now like losing like half of their fleet or something which is really sad um, but yeah it's it's really rad to be on a plane it's never cool yeah yeah um, we've never been on a plane before like carton styling I'm, I have been on a plane before once <laughs> um <laughs> But it's great. The, the feedback has been amazing. Um, and it's funny because planes are obviously so small and you think, oh, they're going to be putting, you know, 20 cases on each flight. And they actually only put four on. Um, mm. And then they're like, oh, you're selling out. It's like, well, you only had four on the plane. <laughs> but um, it's it's cool. I'm babbling. I'm just going to shut up. Sorry. But is that is that something that, that motivates you both now after nine years? Looking, you know, internationally, getting your products on planes, trains, yeah. you know, whatever. Is that, is that the kind of stuff that motivates you to, to keep wanting to push? Yeah, absolutely. I, went, I was on a BA flight recently and I saw it in the magazine and I took a photo of it and, and I was really excited. In fact, when I ordered it from the lady, I actually had shivers down my legs. I was like, oh my God. And I, and I thought, oh, it is, it is still there. Um, I was so excited. I, I like seeing it in a supermarket. It's great. And I'm not, not saying I've just got used to seeing it in a supermarket, but to see it somewhere like on a flight uh, and be able to order it was, was really exciting. Um, so, yeah, that, that, was, that was really motivating. Yeah. And I'm going to open questions up very shortly. If you were starting a business today, would you start an iced coffee brand? No. <laughs> uh, you, you, could, Today? you could you could try obviously um I, th I just think it'd be a lot harder when we when we first started there were there were only just a couple of kind of major brands that had been there for a couple of years already but if you if we look behind us at the moment there is a there is a massive yeah. wave of big players like costa's just about to launch their own ready to drink um range next week and they're coca-cola aren't they and they're coca-cola yeah. which is yeah. great because you know they'll tiny budgets they probably won't do very well um <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But yeah, there's this there's this big surge of people coming up from behind, and they could be small niche cold brew brands, or they could be someone like your Costa. So we yeah. need to act quickly. Um, and luckily, we've got an epic team that we can like jump on stuff quickly. And um, it's it's just going to be we have to convert it from being scared to being excited. Don't forget to get your free ticket to this April's Festival of Enterprise at Olympia in London by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk. Whether you're an established entrepreneur or a business looking to exhibit or sponsor our next event, get in touch at the Home for Entrepreneurs by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk.